Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 414. My name is Brando. With me sometimes is my co-host, Baby Brownstone, Harrison Rex. Look at him, he's so cute. So if you're watching this on, on Zoom, he's going to be four months uh, next week as I'm recording this. Can't say anything yet. I've been trying to teach him to say Axel or Slash or Corn Chucker or Absurd. Look at you, you're on the radio. <laughs> we'll see if it lasts. But I wanted to do a review of last night's New Jersey show at MetLife Stadium. You know, while it's still as fresh as, as I can, as fresh as it is in my mind. And, you know, bring Baby Brownstone while he's calm and, and maybe Steve. Because I, I missed him last night. That's what I found myself doing a lot last night. Because Guns N' Roses more so than the Metallica show. I saw more kids there. Certainly not Harrison's age, but I, I remember looking uh, during November Rain and the, the second solo, you know, the, the big crescendo, the, this, this dad was air guitaring, you know, very, very white boy-ish, <laughs> like what we all, like we all do. You could tell when you're someone like me or this guy that doesn't play guitar and you try to play air guitar, it just looks so lame, but we're having fun. And he's with his two kids, probably around 10 years old. One has the big headphones on, one doesn't, and he's also doing air guitar. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I wish I wanted to enjoy GNR like that. And that was, that was on my mind. So I feel like that actually affected my time there, which was strange. I've never obviously had that feeling before. So to, to go back a little bit, uh, I mean, I appreciate those of you who asked me to come to like a tailgate or meet up in the parking lot before, but uh, just got there too late. I just had to wait for a babysitter for baby Brownstone. And so I left Queens around, I don't know, quarter to five. And what was great, though, unlike Metallica, where it took us nearly two hours to get there, took us like an, maybe an hour, less than that. So Yeah, I know, because Metallica was on a Friday night. So my wife and I were like, we're never going to a concert in New Jersey on a Friday night ever again. Uh, and this was a Tuesday night, so I'm, I'm sure that played a role. But yeah, very easily was get in, get into the stadium, and also unlike Metallica, I was able to get a handicap spot. They weren't sold out like with Metallica. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You're gonna see Metallica soon. You're gonna see Guns N' Roses soon. Uh, hopefully, well, this is gonna be part of the conversation today. Is that I hope GNR continues to tour after uh, this leg, because as we've discussed, Slash says this is gonna be it for a while. They're gonna make uh, work on new music and all that fun stuff so um I, I hope it's it's not it i mean you know as he's barely not even four months yet if they tour next year yeah i guess it probably could take him but it would be a risk because you also see i saw one dad with his kid asleep on his shoulder leaving maybe like before the encore so the kids also determine the amount of time you're gonna spend and all of you uh, that are parents are like yeah yeah it's not always up to you you leave when the kid wants to leave 
So, I mean, I wouldn't have mind, minded. I just would see parents and their kids enjoying songs, and I'm like, I just kept thinking of this guy. So, oh, we get there. We're in the parking lot for a little bit, just kind of get our bearings. Yeah, he is ready. He is screeching like Axel. He can hit octaves. Axel can't anymore. We'll talk about that also, and, 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 and I'll talk about it in the most appropriate way. Uh, I think as I'm getting into uh, some Twitter conversations right now or X conversations. So um, got there, missed a couple of the songs by the pretenders. It sucks that we were in line for the march during uh, I'll Stand By You. And my wife was kind of like, oh, the one song I wanted to hear. But we would have been racing to our seats to even get there. So she's like, you know what, let's just wait in line. At least this way I can hear it. Um, and Chrissy Hind is awesome. She looks and sounds like how you grew up. Which, how does that happen? She's, what, 71? I know. She's a lot older than you, buddy. But she sounds fantastic. The band was solid, sounded great. And then, wow, did we get a surprise. No, it was not, perhaps. Spoiler alert. Even though they apparently, <coughs> excuse me, they rehearsed, perhaps, twice. And I'm reading without vocals, without Axel there. Uh... I, I thought that they were going to play it. I really did. So that was also added to my mood. So I was missing Harrison during the show, and I was expecting, almost expecting perhaps, to happen. It did not. But one of the biggest surprises last night was out of nowhere, you know, you hear McBob introduce somebody, you know, the old, the first comedian to sell out Madison Square Garden. And, and I'm like, is Andrew Dice Clay about to come out? And he did. Andrew Dice Clay did like a 20-minute set. And the best part of that, I think, other than... Because I've never seen Dice. And I've tried to get him on the show. I have. So it's it's when people are like, why is Andrew Dice Clay here? Like my wife. And I'm like, well, they're friends. And he also claims that he is the reason why Axel and Slash are back together again. So uh, he comes out... <laughs> And I'm like cracking up laughing. And if you know Dice's material, it is as filthy as filthy could be. And I put a video up on my social media, uh, me cracking up and my wife and the woman next to me just horrified, horrified. It was a mixture of like the dudes laughing and all the women just like horrified. Like, what is this? Uh, the, the old lady next to me was like, I'm disappointed in Guns N' Roses for having this guy. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. Do you, uh, I don't think you really understand the band if you're offended by uh, a Dice Clay appearance. It was unexpected. He's certainly a lot more filthy than listening to Absurd live. But think about that. You're seeing Guns N' Roses who sings, uh, I'm not going to say it in front of this guy, you know, earmuffs, dude. But lyrics of even It's So Easy, you know, there's curse words. They've always been, and, and you look at Slash's social media, it's all inappropriate. It's Even though there's families there, it's not necessarily a family band, per se. So, um, to backtrack a little bit, so I saw um, a couple comments from people that said they they saw me. You know, I appreciate for, I, let me just say this first. Every single person that I, when I posted on social media, I'm going there and even leading up to it, no matter where you were in the world, to have just random, you know, I know your your followers, listeners of this podcast, so just take this as a, just like a, a, a loose term, but strangers um, 
just wish you just to have the best time and just make wonderful comments uh, to me about just having a good time seeing Guns N' Roses. It's just, it means a lot. I felt like you were all there with me, which many of you were in the stadium. Yeah. Um, with better seats to me. And we'll I'll mention that in a second. But um, just thank you to everybody who reached out just to say have a good time. That, that means a lot. That means people are, people are listening. People are, you know, liking what I'm doing. Because this was just started out as a Guns N' Roses podcast between me and Ian. This was never going to be about me and Baby Brownstone and everything like that. Um, but it's become that. It's We've become one, I guess, because I'm the, the head of it and I involve you guys. This is our podcast, but uh, it just means a lot to me. So I just wanted to, if I forgot to say that, just thank you to everybody who just wished I had a, you know, just w- rooting me on, having a good time. And, you know, I hope you get perhaps and just have a great time and yada, yada, yada. So, we were waiting in uh, the parking lot, and I mentioned last, uh, I mentioned before, I've started to use a wheelchair going to events or even like, uh, like an airport. <clears throat> I, I found myself um, going to an airport, just ended up like asking for a wheelchair because it was easier for my wife, uh, who was carrying everything so she can just throw things on me in the chair. Uh, and just the amount of stress. And I've had this for years. You know, it could you could say it's long overdue because you know I wear leg braces. I have since I was you know tennis. I've used a cane the past 15, 20 years, and um, you know I, I've always been I've been prone to falling. I have fallen at concerts. It, it's happened. It's uh, at the worst of times, and you know those are those are stories for other times. But you know this is it. I'm okay, you know, with the wheelchair now because I have Harrison, I have uh, my wife, so I'm really not thinking about uh, what other people think, which has taken over so much, took over so much of my life for the longest time. What are people going to think? Who cares, right? You shouldn't care. So now I don't care. Uh, so we we get to our seats, which I screwed up. I, I, who, I don't know who else's fault this is, but mine. Uh, I wanted, I bought... I didn't want to see where I sat with Metallica, which were, you know, like $100 seats, high up. You could see everything, but I wanted to be closer. I wanted to actually see and not feel like Guns N' Roses were ants. And and that's why I feel like all my experiences were, other than Axel DC and when I saw Velvet Revolver, uh, when I was like up close. Every time they've been ants, and I I don't want that experience. I wanted a different experience this time around. However, you know, even though I spent like $200, uh, they really weren't that much closer. I mean, technically they were, but they were still ants to me. And I also got too much on the side of the stage. So that was a rookie mistake for me, I guess. So it was kind of like obstructed at times. Could not see Frank. Um, I can only really see one of the big monitors, which was on a diagonal. And there, it wasn't even like I was the last row of off to the side, the slashes side. Um, I, I wasn't. There were plenty of people to my right. So that was one thing I noticed right away is that no matter where you were for Metallica with the in the round and the amount of speakers and screens that they had, no matter where you were, you could see everything. Guns N' Roses was not like that. If you were on the sides, it, it was a little bit of a struggle. So that also affected my uh, my time. And shout out to the lady that worked at MetLife because apparently, and I don't know how this happened. I guess this is a screw up by Ticketmaster. I bought the seats in front of the handicapped seats. 
which would have required me going down a couple stairs and there's a railing so i could have done it yeah i'm not quadriplegic so thankfully but i didn't bring my cane with me i was just in a wheelchair and she said to me you know to us she understood what was happening and then she saw i was in a wheelchair was not going to force me to go down there she's like stay here unless somebody comes and then we're going to move you somewhere else and everything's going to be fine it was going to be in the same proximity i might even have had a better view but my wife's like, let's just stay. Let's not cause a, a, a ruckus. And nobody ever came. N- that was the only really empty part of the stadium I saw were the suites. But everywhere else, um, it looked really packed. I, I know. We, we could have brought you, buddy. <laughs> His first word's coming. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Home fuck. Home fuck. Home fuck. <laughs> Oh, we curse. Uh, I try not to do it. I tell my wife whenever she curses. She's like, I'm like, stop. He'll absorb it. He's going to learn anyway. He's going to learn anyway. But I try to, why don't you say nice words? Like mathematics or world peace or something. No, Axel, 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 Buckethead, Buckethead, Buckethead. So um, she, we just sat in those seats the entire time, but we were never moved, thankfully. But in those, the only empty seats were the suites. I was worried. Because it was much different getting into this, into MetLife Stadium than it was for Metallica. Metallica was packed, and GNR didn't seem that way. However, bless you, bless you. Your first official radio sneeze. I'm gonna play that for you when you're older. I'm gonna be like, that's you sneezing when you're four months, and he's drooling over me. <laughs> this is what happens when you get a baby co-host. You know, drool is okay. Just try not to poop on me, please. Oh boy, oh boy, but don't poop. So. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a lot less people. And when you go uh, for the pretenders, there was just like, you know, more than half ball. Same thing with dice. But when GNR came, it was packed. So um, it was a pretty full MetLife stadium. Again, it wasn't the same as Metallica because behind the stage, there's all those empty seats because it's behind the stage where Metallica filled up everything. It was just a different show. So Metallica, you know, just um, I wish I saw GNR first. Honestly, because like Metallica was, wow. I mean, hopefully, maybe when GNR tours again, they do something a little different like that. Um, so the show, uh, so Dice Clay was great for the men, for women it was hor- horrifying. Uh, I went live a couple times with the Instagram, so you could see the beginning with "It's So Easy," and you probably couldn't hear me say those who watched on Instagram live. As soon as "It's So Easy" was over, I'm like, "All right, gotta shut this off. Gotta enjoy this next song, just with my own eyes, no phone." Bad obsession. Got to hear "Bad Obsession" live for the first time in my life, and wow, you know that was—it's it, perfection. It really was perfection. You know, it's as close as I can feel to. <laughs> it's co- It's a bad obsession. Always messing. Oh, I just hit his head with the microphone. I just—I did the last episode. You okay, buddy? You gonna cry? No, it's okay. It's okay. Let's <laughs> see if we make it through this entire review. Um, it was like feeling like I was in the use your illusion era, like, and I've never experienced that. I'm like, this is bad obsession. Oh no, we did. Oh, is he gonna cry? No, no. It's a bad obsession. Always messing. Always messing my mind. People, if you're listening on podcast, you're like, I don't want to hear you sing, and I don't want to hear a baby cry. So, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you're watching. I, as you know, I like to make these podcasts different for everybody. 
and uh, this is different. Having a baby. I'm bouncing the baby. Bouncing baby brownstone. He's a triple B right now. It was a religious experience. Um, bad obsession. And I'll say this. And this really lends itself to what I've started tweeting about. Um, with I guess maybe it was one tweet. When somebody asked Catcher in the Rye. That was the, the other big surprise. And somebody asked how it was. And I said... I'll explain when I do a review, but man, it kills me. I love Axel, root for him. Clearly, he works his ass off and gives 100% every single show, but Father Time is undefeated. Some songs last night were great. Others, I was just glad to see him having fun. And those are my words, even though I'm reading it, but I want to get them right. So Slither is a big example to what I'm going to talk about. I haven't really enjoyed Slither. I, I enjoy for the fact that they're doing Velvet Revolver and they're having fun and it's the, the, the historical meaning of it. But, you know, it's just, it just, his voice wasn't working for me with that. You know, I wanted, I, I've often campaigned for other uh, Velvet songs that I think could fit his voice well. However, and maybe he's done this recently and I'm just noticing it now, that he's had, oh, he's yawning. <laughs> Um, he had Melissa and Duff kind of carry the weight of the chorus along with him. So it kind of helped him out and it didn't force him to try to hit those high notes that when you're 20 versus 60, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just what it is. It's adjusting. And the example I use all the time is like when you're a pitcher or you're a, a ball player, you just have to adjust, and you can still be successful. It's just different. There's nothing wrong at all with that. There's nothing in shame. I can't do, you know, dis disability aside, I can't do things that I did five years ago or, you know, let, let alone 20 or 30 years ago. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a criticism. It's not being negative. It's just a matter of fact. We are human beings, and this is life. So I was happy, and it was, I think, the best version of Slither I have seen live because of that adjustment and it made me enjoy it it wasn't taking anything away from axel it just said hey let me use my support players to really amplify this and melissa wow she has really uh added a lot to this band and i just love the fact that she's in this band and i hope it goes keeps going forward i think he was she was a, a, a great addition you know chris Pittman, obviously extremely talented uh, but it was, I think, a blessing in, in disguise. I think Melissa is just a fantastic addition to this version of Guns N' Roses. And to, to see a female up there, to hear her vocals kind of harmonize with Duff to go along with Axel, I think is a great, great approach. And it's a pr an approach I think needs to happen on more songs. So, and it's not just me saying this. I'm not, if you listen to this podcast, I go out of my way to look for the positive. I really do. I'm not going to be one of these negative people um, that goes online and, and makes harsh criticisms or tell people to retire or to hang it up or you call them names. And I'm, I'm not that, but I'm not a liar. I don't want to lie to myself. I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to lie to Baby Brownstone. There are some adjustments that on songs that need to be made. And Welcome to the Jungle is uh, might be the biggest example. And it was said last episode... A review by Dane and I kind of made a cringe face when he said he didn't like Welcome to the Jungle and uh, it's it's hit or miss and I think for me last night it was a miss 
and I saw my wife's face. She started to tape the, the song to send to her sister and then stopped taping it because she's like, I don't want to send her this. And I, I'm being honest with you. The band sounded great, but Axel, I mean, he with the lower register, and she kept saying that. The way he's singing this in lower register, even with Absurd, she's like, he sounds amazing. He sounds perfect. Why doesn't he do that more? And I said, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer to that. And it's all pure fan speculation. I think what Axel is doing, uh, and you see it in his face, that was 110% with every single note. Oh, my God. I think he's just trying to sing it in the same pitch or the same area, the way the song was written and he the the concentration and I can only imagine what the muscles in his throat are doing at that time to kind of funnel his vo- his vocal cords and muscles up. Is he falling asleep? Oh, is he falling asleep? I, I oh I thought his eyes were closing. By the way, when baby brownstone he starts falling asleep and his eyes start to roll back in his head, like I call them Undertaker eyes. <laughs> Hopefully you understand the reference. So Undertaker eyes, yeah sleep baby Shh. <laughs> um, I said to my wife like do you think he would have been crying last night she's like no he probably would have been asleep he only gets cranky when it's quiet so maybe he would have fell asleep uh, but yeah it, it, it kills me to say this because I am a an Axel fan always um, when it was the, that silly debate of Axel versus Slash when they were broken up not that I sided with Axel over Slash, but I was always an Axel guy. He's the guy that really attracted me to this band. Vocally, lyrically, personality-wise, the way he speaks, everything. I'm a fan of Axel Rose. Um, I had a listener ask me, would you rather have Miles Kennedy or someone else sing these songs? No. No, no, no. I don't care if they were a little, like, they're, they're squeaks or... You know, Axel loses his voice. It's Axel Rose. I would still pay to see him. I want to see him. There's only one. He's one in a million. I, w- I only want to see Axel Rose. And I know it's just not the Axel Rose of 1987, 1991. It's just not. And that's okay because it's not 1987. It's not 1991. It's 2023. He's 61. Like, you, you shouldn't be expecting that. It's not like putting on a movie. You know, it's not like putting on Predator in 1987 and then putting it on again in, 19, in, in 2023. It's the same movie. So, yeah, Axel could do that if he was using backing tracks, but he's not. It's the real guy. He's really singing, and I would always prefer that. But it's it's just lends those questions that have been asked by a lot of fans. Should the shows be shorter? Would that help his voice? You know, kind of like a long distance, you know, sprints versus, you know, a jog kind of situation. I don't know. I mean, I love the... Uh, then you feel short, short changed with the amount of... Because they played for three hours plus last night. And when I saw Metallica, I'm like, oh, only two hours? That's it? So it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, you've got to have a longer... GNR experience fun I mean I still have fun I don't want that to be lost at all but I, I would be remiss if I this was my 10th Guns N' Roses show last night and I'm lucky to have seen this band 10 times since 20, uh, 2002 and I wore the shirt that I got that night or 
the original shirt I bought that night, I, I probably said this before, I cut it up and I put it on a jean jacket and I fucked it up. So I ended up buying the same shirt off eBay. And so it, it's still the original shirt from that show. I just, um, it's just not mine originally. But I, I probably was the only person wearing a uh, 2002 Chinese Democracy shirt last night. I love that. In a sea of, you know, the bullet logos or the Appetite Cross logo shirts, and there's just me <laughs> in that lion, you know, Chinese uh, Democracy shirt, like holding on to the globe. And just, uh, I saw one guy point at me being like, oh, wow. Oh, I, I love that. So, um, yeah, and and then now you know, I was tweeting along with a lot of you guys, xing along and Instagramming and Facebooking when I can, and I appreciate you know everybody just wishing me have again a good time and and, and they were asking when perhaps it's going to happen and I had my wife at the ready. I was like, okay, if perhaps happens, I'm going to go live on Facebook and you're going to videotape it, so we're going to have two recordings of it. So like every time a song would end, I would get like. You know, quick draw McGraw, get my phone out, uh, get it ready. I, I found myself putting my phone down more, so even though I did social media uh, a lot through it, uh, I always just found myself just watching, you know, spending more time watching Richard Fortas, how fast his fingers go. Wow. And just spending more time watching Slash, just um, like it's just like an honor to watch him play. You know, and it's also an honor to watch Axel. And I'd be also remiss if. I didn't say that this is probably the best he's ever looked physically that I've seen him. I mean, I've never think he's looked bad. I'm not one of those people. I don't think he was ever fat. I hate when people say that stuff. He was just like a lot of us putting on a little bit of a dad bod and you're not 20, but he looks fantastic. I think he has a different cut on those black t-shirts that he goes through. It just he looks great hair looks great uh i like those new sunglasses he puts on during uh the kind of like rose colored glasses uh during november rain uh, he looked fantastic he had great smile on the entire night anything goes was really fun that was a fun uh watch that's on actually instagram i taped anything goes and civil war so you can watch those i put up um it's so easy and then anything goes into Civil War. Which he did a great job there. So just a lot of interesting choices. Because you would hear sometimes the microphone really break through and loud. When he would really hit that lower register and like shout into it. But there were times when he was going for that higher register. Where the microphone wasn't as high. So maybe that's a compensation or something that I'm hearing that it doesn't exist. But that's kind of what I noticed. Like, it would just, he got really loud at times, but that would, again, that would be with the lower register. So, I don't know if there's the whole, so that could be a different approach. Um, and then we got Catcher in the Rye, which was a surprise. You know, I was hoping, because for the way this tour has been going, I was hoping for There Was a Time. I was hoping for Prostitute. Catcher in the Rye is great, but that's a song like Welcome to the Jungle. It's just, uh, it wasn't work, it just didn't work for me. Uh, which for me, like, who am I? But it just didn't, I don't know, it, it, a better song selection at that time, maybe earlier in the set. And this all, this comment, this one guy made, um, delete this tweet, the one before where I was, 
talk about Axel, how Father Time is undefeated, unfortunately. I, I, I root for him. I'm always going to be a fan. Look, I know interviewing Axel is a pipe dream. I dream about it. I really do. Even before this podcast, it's just one of those, like, what would I ever do in this situation? And I, so I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. This is not just a podcast thing. I'm a fan. I would love to speak. He's, like many of you, a chance to, to meet the man. Oh, and I could have stayed. I, I saw this this morning. A lot of fans stayed late after the show and managed to get autographs from the entire band. If I knew that was a possibility, I want to say I would have stayed. But at the same time, I had a babysitter and I was also tired. Like, I'm, I'm getting old, so I don't know if I would have done that. I So awesome for those fans who got to stay and got autographs from the entire band. I saw this one person get Axel's uh, ta- um, autograph on the side of their head and they're going to get it tattooed so <laughs> I don't know if I would have done that but that's still that's that's pretty cool man that's a memory literally forever on your in your brain on your brain um but but yeah I, I just don't feel I feel like I'm saying something wrong you know I, I feel like I'm saying something offensive and I don't want to do that I'm trying to find the right phrasing in in to talk about what's happening i mean you know he's he's 61 he's it's not the same we've we've all had these conversations before but you know what am i supposed to am i supposed to lie to myself and be like that was the best version i've ever heard i'd be lying to myself and lying to you it it wasn't but that being said i would rather have seen that than an axel impersonator um I was happy to see I was happy to see them before it live perform it live. I still think it's quite a you know, just think about it. Just like at the beginning. You go from a song from Appetite for with It's So Easy, then you go into Bad Obsession, Use Your Illusion, then you go to Chinese Democracy, then you go to Velvet Revolver. I mean the mixture of these songs from a band that was so deeply broken. And I think that's a, and that's part of the experience is that you, this band was broken. And when you see them up there, not only smiling and enjoying themselves, especially Axel, is that they're embracing the music that they made when they were broken. So to see Slash play Catcher in the Rye, I think is, is a trip. That's a trip. I You know, I pay for the experience. That's part of the experience i'm not going there to be the simon cowell to to axel not at all i'm not who am i i can't sing and you see it in his face it's not it's not how vince neal was maybe i heard i've been hearing better reports now and i don't like saying it about vince neal either he's vince neal he's from motley crew are you no am i no but when you could tell some uh, musicians are maybe out of shape or not putting in the effort or they're hungover. None of that with Axel. You could t- you could see it in his face, a hundred and ten percent. The professionalism, just um, a guy that's been doing it for decades. You could tell that this is this is the guy. This is this is the Axel Rose. This is a hero to many. This is a perhaps the last rock star, and I'm witnessing him li- this live. So that's always going to supersede any of those like, oh man, he didn't sound that great on that song or this doesn't sound like the album or that. No, it's all about the overall experience. So I really still encourage everyone to see Guns N' Roses while they can. 
I really want to take, you know, the sleeping baby brownstone now. Look at you. You fell asleep in the middle of a radio show. Oh, by the way, I never posted the picture. Uh, there was a guy, and this was at Metallica. He fell asleep next to me, and I was going to post a picture of him. But then I'm like, you know what? That's kind of like shaming. Then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll cover his face. But he was also wearing suspenders and had like a really big gut. And I'm like, people would think I'm making fun of that. But he fell asleep during like battery. Like, how does that happen? But Baby Brownstone's different. He'll he'll fall asleep wherever. Um, or maybe it's the smooth sounds of my voice, isn't it? Oh, don't 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 have your head fall. Don't wake up. You hear him snoring? Oh, he's so cute. Um, so I, I'm just never gonna be that. And I hope what I'm saying now is understood by the fans because I'm I'm an Axel fan. I'm an Axel apologist of anything. Uh, I try not to be because we're all human. We're all we all have flaws. You know, no one is perfect. No one is perfect. Even even Axel and no one. But if I feel I feel like if I say anything less than perfect, I'm saying something wrong and I'm ruining a chance to ever interview Axel or Slash or Duff. And that breaks my heart. I mean, who knows? I mean, I I would hope not. If I had a chance to interview any of them, I would never ask about Axel's voice or anything in the negative because that's not a place of focus. In this interview, in this episode, it's the, it's the review, and I'm being honest with you. I'm just talking to you, me, me to you. If you have a show that you're going to the rest of the summer, go. Do not, you know, resell your ticket. Please go. I want you will have a great time. It's just we are the if you're listening to this podcast, we are the hardcore nerd Guns N' Roses fan. And we all know, we all have ears, but I'm not going to lean so far to the right to tell to say so what some fans are. Retire, pack it up, he's lost it, this, you know. None of that. He's still a performer, a great performer. Uh and I I you see it in his face, the way he's moving. Everything is all the amount of effort, which as a, as a, a viewer, you appreciate. You appreciate that. You don't want someone mailing it in. I'll never forget. And this was back in uh, in odd comparison. But uh, when I saw Avril Lavigne back in college, I remember thinking to myself, she just stands there behind the mic. She doesn't really move. I'm like, that's kind of lame. Like you're 20. Like, run around, do something. And Axel's doing that at 61. Um, even, like, with Ozzy, he was always like this. His moving around, he would, like, jump up and down a couple times, go off the mic, clap, and go back to the mic. It's He's been doing that forever. But Axel, man, he's been... Look at... He's still running around like he's... Like, it's user illusion. Like, what if he d- does the, the in the round? Is he going to be running around like it's a, you know, a mile? Like, a, I, I don't know. Um, so I, I, I don't want, you know, he should keep doing what he's doing. But it's just interesting what where there have been adjustments on some songs. And you're like, okay, why did you make an adjustment on this song? Because you knew something needed to be beefed up or it needed to be approached differently. But not on others. Uh, the big thing is a Sweet Child of Mine, where that's also a hard song to sing. However... Every single time, and I say this, when that's when Slash starts playing the, those chords, the entire place stands up. All the phones come out. It is 
It is one of those moments that just appreciate the crowd. Same thing with Welcome to the Jungle. But it's interesting for the us fans who, oh, the set list is always the same. It's it's not. Because when I'm looking around and they're playing hard school, they're playing absurd, they're playing Wichita linemen. No one knows. They're very, Wichita linemen, some people knew, but it just seemed like nobody knew what was going on. Oh, and I will say this the highlight, I think, for me last night, other than Bad Obsession and Pretty Tied Up, which I finally both, those are the songs I wanted to see. I said that before. Um, the tour, I think, started. What were the three songs you want to hear live, not including a new song? And I said, Pretty Tied Up, Bad Obsession, and Get in the Ring. No Get in the Ring, but I got two out of the three that I really wanted to hear. But Wichita Lyman, You Could Fight Me, I love that song. I hope it's on an album. I think that was one of the highlights for me. His voice and the band sound perfect perfect on that song it makes me want an acoustic tour from them and more stripped down just just tour from them I, I didn't go to that skin and bones i was too young i was 10 uh for the skin and bones tour in what 93 but wow just on the way on the line just, oh god i apologize but just i felt like when i was singing and he would hit those notes like it just filled up the entire arena and it was just perfect so that was one of the major highlights for me was Wichita Lineman. Who would have thought a Glenn Campbell cover would be a, a highlight at a Guns N' Roses show? But no, Night Train killed it. I mean, the encore, it, it was just, it was really a, a fun show. You know, Coma was a lot of fun. But yeah, it's just what a lot of people have been saying. And I don't want to be... Well, I, I'm never going to be negative. I'm not going to be the guy that pretends everything is perfect when it's not. Like, I am just have my head in the sand. So, I mean, that's what rock and roll is. So, it was, in that way, a perfect rock and roll show where there were things that were like, okay. Even with Slash at times, I'm like, was that the right note? Like, and I don't know. I'm not a musician. I'm not a guitar player. I have no idea. I'm like, was that the right note? All right, like, whatever. It's, I'm still enjoying it. So, it was still a, a great time. I got a couple shirts. Um, I got the blue one and the one that had the lithograph on the back. Not a huge fan of the lithograph either. It was a Thomas Edison theme. And by the way, didn't Thomas Edison like steal half his ideas? But that's another story. Uh, all the lithos were sold out by the time I got there. I don't think I would have gotten it anyway. But uh, the shirt was cool. It's one of the ones that have like a, a front print like in the corner. Like a, like a pocket print. And then the one in the back. So I got a couple shirts. Um, I want to get a shout out uh, to a listener who offered to pay for my merch. I, I can't do that. It's uh, I appreciate it. If it was the difference between, you know, feeding baby brownstone, like we were down to his last diaper and we couldn't afford it. Yeah, I, I would appreciate some of the like some of the offers that I get from listeners. Hey, if you buy me a lithograph, I'll I'll pay for your, um, I'll pay you back, of course, and I'll pay you on top of that, you know, something else. Um, or, you know, this listener, me, I, I don't want to wake him up by moving my hands too much. <laughs> I, I, I want to read the email and give this guy a shout out. Uh, Larry. So Larry, thank you so much. You give it, you deserve a shout out on the podcast. Uh, offer to, you know, pay for my merch. Thank you, but I'll, I'll be okay. Um, 
if you want to buy and oh see i moved and it woke him up no 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 oh see i should have moved oh no it's axel it's axel it's axel 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 he's axel he's screaming he's screaming 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 so well, don't worry this review is going to be over see i shouldn't have moved see larry you <laughs> i woke up baby brownstone just to give you a shot out so uh i mean overall it was great i want to yeah there were i saw fans post that they met the band after and i don't know again i, I i'm disappointed I, I want i've never i've never met axel i met slash and duff outside of velvet show and got their autographs but i guess hope what i'm saying doesn't lose any of you and that's first and foremost because you're always going to get honesty here i'm always going to be team guns of roses i'm always going to be team axel i root for this band i root for him I, I hope they keep touring. I want to take Harrison as many times, as, as long as they tour. I'm going to take Harrison as soon as he's old enough. And, and I, I want to go again. I do want to go again to see them, you know, 10 times. And that's not enough for me to see Guns N' Roses. But I don't want to be a, a fake, uh, you know. And I just, not that I ever expect a Axel Slash or Duff to ever hear these podcasts, but we've spoken about... You know, maybe management having a certain perception of me. Um, just know that I'm an honest person and I, and I mean well. And uh, Axel, keep being you. Keep kicking ass. You know, I'd rather see Axel Rose than Miles Kennedy or, or any other rando sing these songs. I don't care if it's perfect. I don't care if it doesn't sound like the record. That's Axel Rose up there. And there's only one Axel Rose. He's one in a million. <laughs> He's one in a million. Oh, by the way, I played that um my wife, uh, I don't know, everyone does this because sometimes they feel like it ruins the concert for them, but they listen to the band on the way to the show. So, and we did that with Metallica and Pantera, and we did that with GNR. So One in a Million comes on, and I was like, oh, they're not going to play this one live. She's like, why not? Just you wait and listen. <laughs> that was a fun conversation. So anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, New Jersey MetLife review. Um, I, I, I want to see them again, man. I, I, I hope they keep touring. Perhaps we will get perhaps by week's end. We don't know. There are a lot of rumors going around about this. The song is off touch tunes now. So if you go to a bar and you try to plug it in, it's not going to be up there. You know, it makes you wonder, was this done on purpose to generate interest? You don't know with this band. That's what I I love about it. You just don't know what you're going to get. The good, the bad, the ugly, just that's guns and roses. And that's what I want in my rock bands. That is what I want, and that's what, what I'm going to continue to want. And that's what I'm going to raise this guy on. Rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. All right, sorry. I, I, I do too much of his narration in life. <laughs> he doesn't have a personality yet, other than being cute. See, this is a radio microphone. Say something. Say your first word. This is, this is it. This is time. This is the time. Okay. Okay, nothing. <laughs> nothing. All right, so that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. Next episode, we're going to be interviewing Brendan Small from Death Clock, Metalocalypse. I already recorded that one, and I'll let you know that's a fun interview. And he loved talking about Guns N' Roses. Not like, you know, obviously I interview a lot of musicians, not always with the, the, the strongest GNR ties, but he loved talking about Appetite for Destruction and Slash being on the show. So that's a, that was a really fun episode. And, uh, and we'll see. We're going to do more reviews. I've had more of you reach out and just thank you. That means, again, it means so much to me that people are listening. People, I, it's, it's, 
it's one thing where it's from the listeners that and the fans I see on Facebook. It's the familiar names, and thank you for sticking with me all these years. But it's the new ones. Hey, I don't know you. Just getting new people all the time. This is so cool. Um, and we'll, we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep growing, just like baby brownstone. All right. Uh, also, a couple new episodes of Appetite for Horror, my horror spinoff, are up there. Most recently, an interview with Sarah Wayne Callies, who played Laurie in The Walking Dead. That was a really fun uh, interview. So those can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Um, also on the Appetite for Distortion YouTube page, which I encourage you to please subscribe to. Lots, lots of video, over 800 videos up there. Of course, full interviews and highlights and concert experiences and uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other interview that I have coming up. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm told it's going to happen. Uh, John 5. John 5 is supposed to happen sometime in the future. We just don't know yet. He's a little, little bit busy with Motley Crue at the moment. And just going to keep going. You know, with with a baby brownstone, he makes sometimes doing these interviews a little bit more... Um, like I have to be able to play a little Tetris, like fit in my schedule and see when I can hold him, when my wife can hold him, when she's here. Or It's just sometimes it's difficult, but we've been cranking him out. Right, buddy? You cry sometimes, but that's okay. Don't you cry tonight? No, say something. Say something. Okay, nothing. I put him on the spot, and nothing happened. That would have been great, though, if he actually said his first word on an episode. Let's see if that happens. So stick around for that, too. <laughs> so that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. No! Fuck it! No! Yeah! Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home. <laughs>